Hello, cinephiles, and welcome to Silver Screen Sips, a podcast where two idiots talk about movies. And today is our listeners episode number eight. Just a reminder that there are spoilers ahead for movies and TV shows that you may not have seen yet. So just know you've been warned. Today, we're going to be talking about the movie Smile and also the movie 47 Ronin. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Isaiah. Isaiah, how are you doing today? I am a little tired. (laughs) Yeah, we... um. We just recorded our season finale for season 10 back to back. So our energy is still here. Um, our energy is still here. Yeah. Sorry. Um, today's chill, guys. Today we're chilling. It's just me and Isaiah at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Isaiah, do you want to go first with your film? Yeah, why not? Let me find the notes. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Uh, why don't you tell us? What your movie is and who it was suggested by first before we get into it. Uh, okay, so my movie is 47 Ronin, suggested by mm-hmm. Rory. Thank you, Rory. 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 Bananas, if you will, in some mm-hmm. circles. That's our friend Bananas. So I I have the impression that she likes this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm about to not do that <laughs> disappoint her okay i am yeah i'm Got sorry it. rory i did not like this movie oh it's, no it's, i so i saw it before um because you know it's got keanu it's got rinko kikuchi on it it's got keanu reeves it's mm. about it's about the 47 ronin like i'm I'm right i'm down i'm i'm good mm-hmm. what are the 47 ronin 47 ronin mm-hmm. it is this really old tale about a bunch of guys who work for uh a sh- i believe a shogun Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So they, I believe they were. It's for. Uh, no. No. Sorry. They work for their lord, but they become Ronin after their lord is killed by a rival lord, and the shogun, who's in charge of everybody, is like, "Oh, well, you guys don't have a lord anymore, so you're now Ronin. You have to. You're banished from the land." And they're like, "Well, we want revenge on the guy who killed our lord," and they're not supposed to be. They're not supposed to. So they're like, "Well, we're still going to do it anyway." Um. And basically, that's what it is. They're all they're all former samurai. They're all outcasts, and there's 47 of them. Um, okay, that's the basic, mm-hmm. right? However, this is where it gets a little wonky. Um, I don't like the fact that it's kind of whitewashed. So, like, you get this. Keanu Reeves plays this kid who's like locked in the forest, right? He runs away, and they consider him a demon because he comes from this part of the forest where all the demons are from. Um, I don't know if it's because he's white, but I don't think so because when you get to that part of the movie it gets real magical and it turns out they're all like not human or something. They look okay. kind of like, they kind of look like Voldemort, to be honest with you. They all look like Voldemort. They're like mm. a bunch of monks that live in the, in the mountains, okay. um, in the bamboo forest. Right. And so like, they, they look like Voldemort <laughs> and their heads vibrate. It's weird. What the fuck is this movie, Isaiah? I don't know. Ask Rory. Rory, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is our friend. So I can totally shit on her. So, um, one of the issues I do have with this movie is that the story is super basic. There is a lot of uh, apparently back story to the movie. Like the production was in dire help. It, it was it was absolute hell of a circus in the backstage, right? So getting the movie done and like completed in was its own feat of its own, apparently, because apparently like the entirety of the making of the movie is like severely over budget. There's a bunch of production hell things that was going through the script kept on getting rewritten. Like there was a lot of problems that was, that plagued this production. So mm-hmm. the fact that they have like a somewhat coherent story to come out of it, I got to give it to them. But like the fact that the movie itself is kind of just so generic and basic kind of makes it f- fall flat. So I'm like, well, I don't know what to give it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, 
I don't know. Um, the one of the notes, one of the things I do notice though is that um, the Shogun. So they're, they're, he he's the one who says you're forbidden from taking revenge. So it's like, oh, so he knew that this guy is like plotting was plotted to take out their lord. So since he said, oh, you cannot take revenge, like I I forbid you from taking revenge, you're now outcasted. And then gives him his the guy's land after killing him. I'm like, why? What was the point? The guy <laughs> literally like not betrayed, but like pulled tre- like did a treacherous act in front of you, and you're like, okay, don't do. It. Oh, you can't take That's revenge. Fine. I'm gonna protect him now. Like he doesn't know him. Like it's not like a, oh they're buddy buddy or they're working together. No, no, no. This is the shogun. Like he's like the, imagine like the king and like a bunch of feudal lords were like he just comes down. And he goes, I'm gonna side with that guy for no reason. <laughs> like it, it doesn't make any sense. Um. And also, instead of killing anybody, he just banishes them when he has the opportunity and actually imprisons one, imprisons one of them for like 14 years and then doesn't kill him, releases him because his I don't know what his plan was. I don't understand because he goes, oh, that one's going to cause me trouble. Like he knows that he, like he's not going to care what the Shogun's going to say. He's going to just mm-hmm. do what he wants and take revenge. So instead of killing him, he throws him in a pit. Of and course. Then, yeah. And then like 14 and then like 14 years later. They take him out of the pit and they like throw him in the street. And then the plot continues. I'm like, what do you, if you had killed him, that would be the end of it. Why are we watching this? What is going on? Mm. Um, so yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Now, Rinko Kikuchi, top tier actress, love her. She mm-hmm. plays the witch and she is creepy as hell. Like she's got, um, uh, the two colored eyes she's like basically a snake because she actually is a snake like she's she's like a demon mm-hmm. she turns into a giant snake demon at the end of the movie um interesting and fights Keanu. It, this is not at all what i thought this movie was about for some reason i thought oh, this yeah. movie is about cops i don't know what movie i'm thinking of perhaps it's another one rory suggested you heard 47 ronin and thought cops i didn't know what ronin were until literally today when you explained it Hey, that homeschooling for you, man. Okay. Um, hey, you were too. Yeah, but I know what Ronan means. So a lot of this movie is like being told to care for these characters because they exist. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. You don't actually care for any of them. It's mostly because they say, oh, you should care about them because they're in love. You should care about this character because they want their honor. And it's like, I don't care <laughs> because mm-hmm. I'm not. There's nothing to develop to tell you to care or anything like that. And I'm like, why? Also, uh, even uh, even when this movie came out, because I saw it when it came out, right? The biggest thing yeah. was about how the skeleton tattoo guy that gets 90% of the poster, by the way, <laughs> and also like most of like the marketing is in the movie for, I kid you not, a solid 15 seconds. Oh my God. I timed it. He literally was on screen for 15 seconds between two That's different hilarious. shots. That's so funny. And he's like, yeah, if you look at this, if you look at the, the poster, he takes up like a big chunk of <laughs> the thing. And then also he's like in all of his, his entire scene, all the, all 15 seconds are in the trailer. <laughs> oh my God. Like it's crazy. Like I, I, that's wild to me, but yeah. So I give it a one out of five. Wow. Rory. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Rory. She's going to text you and be like, dude, what the fuck? I was trying to be nice and you just shit on my movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to. I have to be true, and I have to be honest because, like, what the hell is that? And it's funny too. So my letterbox, right? The, the, the banner for the letterbox mm-hmm. is the guy. It's the skeleton <laughs> tattoo guy. That's really funny. Um. Well, thanks, Roy, for your suggestion. Yes, thank you. So sorry. Yeah. I really wish it was better. 
I know everybody else. Th- I know everybody in the production thought that it was hoping it was better too. Well, um, on that note, we'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Shaker and Spoon. <laughs> it's a monthly subscription service that gives you bar quality recipes and ingredients designed by award-winning mixologists. Their latest box, Born to Rum, Jamaica box, features amazing cocktails um, for a recipe. Oh, what? Nope. What? If. Mm. Their latest box, Born to Rum, Jamaica Box, features amazing cocktail recipes for rum rum lovers. Fucking hell, it's in my head now. Their latest box, Born to Rum, Jamaica Box, features amazing cocktail recipes for rum lovers. Got it. If you'd like your very own subscription, they have... If you like your very own subscription, then head over to shakerandspoon.com and use our promo code SIPS10 to get $10 off your first subscription. Again, that is promo code SIPS10, S-I-P-S-10, to get $10 off. That was rough. That was rough. Yeah, but it's not as rough as the fact that there is actually a sequel to 47 Roman, by the way. There is? There is. So what I'm hearing is season 11. No, I'm just oh, kidding. God. I don't know who they thought that was a good idea. But yeah, it came out in 2022. It's called Blade of the 47 Ronin. It literally has none of the same characters. Mm. Um, and stars... Anna Akana. Oh. You know, the YouTuber. Interesting. Well, so, that says yeah. enough about that one. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So my film for today was suggested by Adonis S., another good friend of ours. Donnie. Donnie boy. Donnie! <laughs> uh, my film was Smile, the 2022 horror film. Oh. I, have not, I had not seen it up until this point, so it was... Um, something that I wanted to watch. Yeah, it's something I wanted to watch for a while, but I never got around to it. So I love when I have no other option but to watch the films. Yeah. It's the I best way to bored. get me through it. Mm-hmm. So basically, for those who have not seen it or don't know what it's about, um, it's kind of like It Follows and Bird Box, but like a different level. It's kind of like this... Uh, it's hard to explain. I watched it so long ago that it's kind of furry. Here, furry. furry. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Fuzzy. <laughs> here's, here's your synopsis of the movie. Synapsis. After witnessing a bizarre traumatic experience, uh, traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. As an overwhelming terror begins taking over her life, Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. So I say it's like it follows because it's pretty much the same premise, except it's not spoilers um, transmitted through sex like it follows was. Yeah, it's not raunchy. But it is kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's the same premise, though, as like you're haunted by something um, and it it follows quote unquote that's why it's called that but that's not what this is anyways it's called smile because um when it's attached to you you will witness people doing this really airy smile across their face it is not uh, an attractive sight so here's what i thought of it uh i think overall it was fine um mm-hmm. i'm very picky when it comes to horror movies there are i love horror it's my favorite genre but there are only a few horror movies that I really like. And that's the sucky part about loving horror is because most of them are shit like Evil yeah. Dead Rise. But I digress on that. Damn. Uh, yeah. Spoiler oh, yeah. alert for, uh, for Evil Dead series. Yeah. <laughs> it sucked. I'm just kidding. It was, it was not that great, though. 
So I think that the music did a huge part on this film. I think it really played into it well. It was different. It was unsettling. Um, And I really liked that about it because I feel like a lot of horror films go with the same cliche sound. And it's hard to explain what that sound is, but you know it when you hear it. And this film did really well. Mm -hmm. Insidious vibes, you know, where it's just like me, like a high violin. And this Mm -hmm. film just was, it did better. It was like, there wasn't really a a rhythm to it. So it was very unnerving. Um, I am a sucker for upside down shots. Okay. Very specific. That is so specific. Yes. But there's a specific shot that has been done. Ari Oster, another director, he did Hereditary and Midsummer. Um, he does it a lot. He did it in both of those films. And I just am a huge fan of that shot where it's the camera's basically upside down. So you see everything upside down. And it either just stays upside down or it eventually flips and comes back upright. I love that. I don't know what it is about it, but it just I like that shot. It's different. I've only seen it a handful of times and I like it. Um a train from the boys is in this movie. That's didn't okay. see that coming. Yeah. Um, it was weird to see him in a role that was not a complete utter douchebag. Uh-huh. I mean, to an extent, but like not like the boys. And I um I think the sound design was really well done as well. That also played into it a lot. I think the music and the sound design was Chef's Kiss. I think it was a solid movie for about 80% of it. Oh. Yeah. The ending, the way it ended didn't really satisfy my needs. That's a way to put it. <laughs> kind of like, well, because it was a good psychological horror done right for the first, I'd say, three quarters of the movie. And then you get to this climax and it turned into like this weird mix of like, it's basically like the conjured up entity that's been haunting this woman come to life. And it was just really weird for me to, st- it, it took me out for some reason when I felt like it was supposed to immerse me more into the story, but just didn't. And it became more like every other horror movie where it's like, oh, look how scary the monster is. It's like, no, I like not knowing what the monster looks like. That's what makes it scary. I prefer going a whole entire film, never knowing what the monster truly looks like. I like getting glimpses maybe at most just so that I can picture in my head. Cause then when I see the monster, that might not be something scary because to me, horror is, I mean, horror is obviously very subjective. So something that scares me might not scare Isaiah, for example. So when I see the monster, I might be like, that's not really scary to me. But if you hide it, then I get to imagine what the monster looks like in my head as scary. And Isaiah gets to look at the monster in his head as he would imagine it being scary. And they're, they're, they I, could be. Com- <laughs> <laughs> they could be. It's. They it, they could be completely different monsters, but they're the same character in a sense. I, I'm going on a tangent, but I just that's not my I was just not a fan of how they ended it because they revealed the monster. That was pretty much what I was trying to get at there. Um, it had a strong theme throughout of like seeking help when you're in need of it. And you're not instead strong. of just like, why is that a song? <laughs> um. But yeah, seeking help when you need it and instead of just like keeping that shit inside, you know, and like trauma and how people grieve and deal with trauma. I don't like your stuff. Exactly. That was pretty much the premise of the movie. And um, I also think that there were a lot of cliches, but there's 
cliches in a lot of horror movies. So it's kind of something that can be overlooked at this point. And um, of course, there were some cliche jump scares because I've seen so many horror movies at this point. I can kind of anticipate when someone's going to do a jump scare in a movie. So when films, I guess, exceed that expectation or they actually take me by surprise, then I tend to like the movie more. But if I can anticipate a jump scare, it kind of takes me out of the experience. What was your... The, we all the famous, not the famous, but like the biggest thing that came out of this movie that I remember was the uh when she gets in the car and the lady's head pops out from around. Like, yes. What was your reaction to that? Well, I knew that was coming. Now, I didn't know that exactly was going to happen, like the head thing. But I knew a jump scare was coming because of the way that her head was not in the frame. Mm. I was like, OK, they're trying to set up some sort of suspension because we can't see her head. So it's like, oh. We can't tell if she's upset or if she's worked up. So I was already kind of anticipating a jump there. So it didn't really get me. But, but that's just because I like, over I overanalyze scenes a lot when in horror. So I I think that's why I knew something was going to happen. Mm. But were you like, oh, that's what are your thoughts on it? Are you like, oh, that's a new one? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely creepy. Um, it was a creative way to do a jump scare because it wasn't just like you know, someone peeking around a corner and something literally jumping at you that you could see them approaching, you know? So it's like, for those who don't really think of, or who oh, don't overthink like I do, we're not expecting that. And I kind of see why that would be a good jump scare. It was, it was well done, but just didn't get me. I really want to watch the Sinister franchise because that's literally been scientifically tested to be the scariest horror movie i'm good (laughs) (laughs) they had like people put on um heart rate monitors and like check their heart rate during a bunch of different horror movies and sinister was like the highest amongst a bunch of different like test subjects so i want to watch it um but yeah i think the i really didn't like i didn't actually want to see this movie before because the trailer made it look really corny and bad and it kind of was like looked like every other horror movie nowadays um but it was it was pretty it was a pretty decent psychological thriller i would say i was pretty pleased i would give it a three and a half out of five um it's no hereditary that's for sure it's no babadook babadook however you say it babadook um babadook but it's not bad i preferred it over the phone that's for sure so three and a half for me thank you adonis for your suggestion um, this has got to be one of our shortest episodes yet, just because there's only two of us doing movies. Usually there's three or four of us reviewing. Um, but do you have anything else you want to add? No. Wait, we've only, we haven't even been recording for 20 minutes. What? There's no way. No, it's 25 minutes. Damn, this really is a short episode. So how are you guys doing? I feel like we should like keep <laughs> it going. <laughs> what the fuck? This was so short. You're having a grand old time. Hey, guys. Yeah. How was your day, guys? Great answer. <laughs> Honestly, I think we all need a break. You know, it's summertime. I think we all deserve a little break. I'm sure you're sick of hearing our voices. I sure am. I have to look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess. Bye. Oh, I can do. Oh, I can sign us off. That'll kill a minute. Let's do that. Okay. Thank, <laughs> should <laughs> Thank you. Just end it. You should have just ended it there. Like, well, you know, bye. And then just end it. <laughs> See ya. Um, so thank you. 
everyone for listening today. I know it was a really short episode. Um, thank you, Adonis and Rory, again, for your suggestions. I, of course, if you'd like to hear... Yeah. Uh, If you'd like to hear your favorite or even least favorite movies uh, get reviewed by us, then you can email us at silverscreensips at gmail.com with your movie suggestions. And we might just pick it in the next listeners episode. I might just, you know, shit on it. Might just, yeah, yeah. You know, we might just shit on it. So be sure to follow us on social media so you can get the latest updates on episodes and any upcoming guests. You can find us pretty much everywhere at Silver Screen Sips. And um, we will see you in season 11 next week. We don't know what that is yet. Wait, did we? Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, we can't announce what it is because we are doing it early and ahead of time. Well, you will, you will find out. You would know if you follow us on Instagram. There. That's all I got to say about that. Bye. <laughs> Bye.